0: Ah, this is a special, uh, we're recording on a Sunday edition of the Sports Booth. I am joined by my co-host and best friend, Chris, the yeah. CC Capital, and actually, uh, on a special Sunday edition of the show, mm-hmm. we welcome, uh, Greg Moore, uh, also known as Gmo, um, mm-hmm. uh, Set up. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and he's got some defending to do because for a long time gmo has been my default uh who's fried because you, of some some things what? that he said yeah, yeah actually yeah yeah no both of ours if i can't both,
1: think of something i just say yeah both uh, of ours gmo, since since the start of this of this show ever since we've done who's fried if if there's like you, you like what Mitch said. You are a default now, and so I great. think it's a great opportunity now to bring you on to try to. Yeah, I need to find this case
2: immediately. Oh
1: my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> try to rebound great. from that, but a very special Sunday indeed with the one and only Gmo. How are you doing, Gmo, Up in up in the land.
2: I'm great. You know, I love Cleveland. Even though we uh, just getting outside these months, you know, finally moving and talking to people, but. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I'm fried, so I, I might not even know what
0: I'm saying. It might be just be
1: SEMA. I don't even know what I'm, what I'm talking
0: about. Yeah. So, um, so let's go through a rundown here real quick. Um, first, we'll start with a defense of GMO. Yep. Uh, Jimo, we're gonna put GMO on the stand. Absolutely. Um, and we're Great. going to, um, we're going to uh, cross-examine him about this the the comments that he has made. Uh, and then and then the jury will ultimately decide the verdict of whether GMO is in fact fried or he's not fried yeah so uh, so we got that um, then Chris has uh, has put in some work and came up with some national news uh, so we'll discuss that um, and then what we're gonna do is uh, we are going to do a third we're gonna pick 13 cabs uh, to represent a all-time um, Cavs lineup starting into the year 2000 and going to the year 2020 so uh, Kyrie's there LeBron could be there um, Andre Drummond could be there yeah. Colin I mean the possibilities are endless so we're gonna yeah. try and as a team us three uh, combine and come up with a with a list of 13 Cavaliers that that we would that we would have starting, so yeah, um, yep. And we'll we'll lay the gra- the groundwork for that later. So, um, but first, yeah, bring it on. Let's get into <laughs> it. Right. What yep. are, you, what so, are you even saying? Man? So, let's so wait.
1: I've I've got the evidence here at our disposal. Lucky for you. So, <laughs> Wednesday, April, <laughs> April twenty second. <When> a couple <laughs> of days <laughs> oh after it was, 22nd. it was April twenty second. It was that long ago. Wednesday. What was the June June twenty eighth? All right, yeah. so go back uh, April twenty second. This is before we even really started the podcast. Chris Gimo said, oh, no. "How how did we hit the mark with Baker Mayfield?" Question mark. All right, and this was response. This is actually fir- after our first episode. This was Gmo's response to that. So oh, April twenty second, three thirty one. 3:31 p.m. All right, so just over two months ago, just less than two months ago, uh, just over two months ago, what, what are your comments, Jima? What do you have to say to that? <laughs>
0: it's a one-line sentence. That's, that's why, did I'm that why, why did you say that we didn't? Why did you say that say we that? didn't hit, dude? Why did you say we didn't hit with Baker Mayfield? You dude, have to
1: provide a defense for this, dude. This is your opportunity.
0: I oh,
2: know I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a believer. Like we, I mean he's a huge piece that we. Like when he when he first got drafted, I remember where I was sitting at in this bar, and the whole bar was just like so upset. Yeah, and I remember being upset too. Even though like okay, he's been fine, he's been fine. But like the interceptions and just like the lack of consistency, and I don't know, man. Just I mean, you can you can throw a lot of that on Freddie, obviously. Freddy's yeah. an absolute garbage. But I don't know. I just I don't see like the elite talent that we need for a team that we have. Like with the wide well, receiver core, and and we didn't have a line, obviously. Like, the dude was running for his life. Like, that's rounds 101, but I don't know. I, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see, like, the – because he was doing, like, some stuff off the field, and I don't know. Those really annoying progressive commercials really got on my skin, so that's kind of like a knock on his character, too. You know what I mean?
1: Okay. And I absolutely <laughs> agree with you. with a joke, the, but – I absolutely agree with you with the Freddie part. I think that was a major – uh, contributed to his bad season last year because it was not a great season. And it definitely was not what we saw the year before in the second half. Um, and, I mean, he had flashes still. I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he was he was good for a few good throws, and accuracy has been one thing he's always had. Uh, but also the commercials. That was one thing that we knew coming into last year, if he didn't do well or if they didn't win, that was really going to backfire on him.
2: For sure, for sure. And so when you have stuff like that on a young quarterback, like that's going to, you know, mess with his mental game. Like, I don't want to compare him to Johnny, obviously, like Manziel, but it's just like you yeah, have, like, things outside of the game that seems to really hurt young quarterbacks, like if they're more worried about money or they're more, like, sponsorship and stuff like that. Like, only, like, a few famous guys can handle that. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I just – I need him to see him step up this year because now we have – uh, what is Stefanski now? So yeah, yeah, we need. I want him to. You need to step up even more, which is saying a lot, but yeah, yeah. We, have big, we have big, you know, pockets to fill. We have big uh, shoes to fill here in Cleveland. Like he needs to, like, make a stand. And I think we, the city, would totally back him. Like I would even back him too. He's like that close, but uh,
1: you know, you have to have results. For, like there's another team in the
2: playoff spot this year, that we need that. And we and- have to. We have to show up now.
1: And you oh, know what that sounds like, Mitch? That, sound, that sounds like a Clevelander, honestly. When, when I hear that...
2: It. You know what? I'll take it.
1: Yeah, and that's, and that's good. Like That sounds like somebody that's like... Because Mitch and I on this show, we're very much Baker supporters. We're like, mm-hmm. you know, the guy, he's got, a, he's got a rocket for an arm, accuracy, he can move around a little bit, His, he's a leader, His intangible, it seems like everybody likes him. Last year just didn't make sense. And... I can't look at as a, as a more of like a slice of humble pie. Last that's what last year was, hoping to go into this year. Um, but that sounds like somebody that is from Cleveland, which you are. That's like number one overall quarterback. You can't be playing like this year too after so much success. Year one, we need to see more of this. You know that you're well, not you're not committed. Well, I think it's
0: important to note too that it's he's been in league for. What two years, and this yep. is his fourth head coach. I mean, uh, this is kind of a big deal. So, I mean, uh, he had Hugh Jackson at first and then turns yep. around, and then it was, uh, uh, what's his name who puts Greg.
1: uh, yeah, Greg. puts
0: contracts out on players,
1: Greg Williams. <laughs> Greg Williams,
0: yep. uh, and then, um, <laughs> he had hillbilly fat guy Freddie Kitchens, uh, and the now it is. looks like he's getting put together, um, he's getting a put together experienced coach that has won before in the past mm-hmm. and uh and so i i think we're gonna see some some uh i think we're gonna see some improvement for baker i have a question for you though gmo mm-hmm. uh, me me and chris had an interesting conversation that we on on Tuesday, well on wednesday's show and uh we didn't get to follow that conversation up since my wife's grandfather passed and Thursday was his viewing um, I'm, I'm,
1: sorry, I'm sorry to hear about that, yeah, man. Oh
0: man, no, no he he was a he was a man broke. you guys don't worry he's in heaven and he's he's partying probably um, so um so you know, I want to know just what is your opinion on this question, just gut reaction uh who is under more pressure this year? Would you say Joe Burrow, or would you say Baker Mayfield? Dude, that
2: is an awesome question. Because uh, already Joe Burrow is getting all that attention. Have you seen, like, the ESPN Snapchats and all that stuff? Like, he's, like mm.
0: – he's yeah. asking, he's
2: answering all the questions the coaches don't even know yet. Like, he's, like, three plays ahead. Like, the coaches right. can't even keep up with this guy.
1: I mean, he's got, oh, wow. like, all
2: of that uh, he's like, been college compared pressure. Like, he's been compared out. to Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, just – just uh I don't know, I don't even know if I have if Baker has like all the pressure this year, like going can have a lot of it too, like everyone has got to show up this year i mean where was uh what's his name Where was Odell like in a way like, yeah he was, his numbers are way down too you know what i mean
1: so uh, and and see that's where I disagree with you too for me, it's an easy Baker mayfield has has a lot more pressure than Joe does yeah and mm-hmm. that and for me, that's strictly because Baker's entering his third year on a team. That last year considered themselves talented enough to make a run. This year, still, you know, you could say they're even more talented. Uh, and and we we know with quarterbacks, first round quarterbacks, third year is a big year because it's a four year deal. And third years when negotiations start for extensions and for long term deals. And with a team, with as I kind of view it as a small window because. With especially with the salary cap, they're going to have to start paying uh, a a Nick Chubb or a – or Miles. You know, there's extension talks with Miles right now. um, And that's going to be a hefty price. They're going to start having to pay Denzel Ward, And if Baker shakes out, they're going to be paying him massively also. So I see a ton of pressure on Baker to perform this year because I think it's legitimate. If they have a season similar to last year, you know, even with the head coach changes – I think there's a chance that Baker might not be there depending on who the veteran quarterbacks on the market are. Um, for sure, for sure. and whereas Joey, this is a number one pick that you know he's going to a team that had two wins last year. I'm not <laughs> expecting the Bengals to make run the playoffs, you know, to even get to the playoffs or even contend for the division. So sure. I don't I don't view pressure on Joe because if he doesn't do well this year, they're going to bring him back next year. Both Baker, if he doesn't do well, I'm not. As, uh, I'm not as sure on that one. Yeah, I think that's well. Said. Here's what I think. Uh, when let me
0: ask you this, Chris, when you go in for an interview, yeah, uh, you uh, you go in for your first interview. How are you going to dress?
1: Uh, biz, business attire. Business attire, right? Yeah. Why is that? Because uh, you want you want to make an impression. First impressions matter, right? First impressions matter.
0: So I think I think Joe Burrow, um, I think this is going to be really 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 important for Joe Burrow because he already has all of these expectations on him. You know, so when you go into your first interview, when you go into your first interview, people have all these expectations. They want to know can Chris can Chris Cappell do this job and do it well. And, and so you have to go out of your way to make the best impression possible.
1: Okay. And, so, and let, so
0: I think, in my opinion, I think a first interview is a lot more important than a third interview. Because by the third interview, they've already decided that they like you. Or else they wouldn't have brought you back in for a third one.
1: Okay. So let, 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 me, let me ask you this then. All right. All right. right. Let, let's say you buy a $100,000 car. Okay. Okay. Uh, brand new. All right. Are you how willing are you going to be to get rid of that car after one year? After well, one it, year. Okay. <laughs> it depends. It depends. Brand, you said it's brand new. It's brand new. And okay, well if it
0: has a transmission problem and it's brand new, then that's gonna tell me something about the brand okay. of the car. I don't want it.
1: So at at the first <laughs> sign at the first sign of any any sort of issues, you're just gonna drop it and leave it?
0: No, I'm not I'm not
1: saying okay. that. I mean, it's still got okay. a warranty on it, but Okay uh, Well, I would assume I'm not and a see, cheapskate. So 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 take power. that take that one hundred thousand and multiply it by whatever to thirty million that they have guaranteeing this guy. They're not gonna he's gonna be back next year as their starting quarterback bar an injury I believe no matter how this season goes uh and so and so especially with the number one pick I mean we've seen guys in the NFL who they get their chance year one doesn't really turn out we've seen rookies doesn't really turn out you know like Kaiser here in Cleveland or even Brady Quinn uh who was a late round pick and they're they're gone the next year or they're not playing But Baker, I mean, but Joe at number one—that's that's 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 an investment that goes beyond the inner workings of the team, and that and that's also for the—that's a public display also of your confidence in your guy. And this is a team that's already, you know, bad year last year, new head coach, they're rebuilding right now. I don't see how how what would be out there coming into next year that would make them say, you know, we're done with Joe, we're moving on. So That's
0: true. I can see that. um, I'm not saying that his job's in jeopardy. But, honestly, I don't think Baker Mayfield's job's in jeopardy this year. Um, Okay, yep. And and, and the reason I say that is because – and and we'll harken back to the hiring thing. Uh, If you've seen a guy do an incredible job somewhere, then he goes somewhere else and – he doesn't really do as well. Uh, and he goes somewhere else. He doesn't really do as well. Uh, but he does decently. And, uh, and and he's got a proven track record as a winner. Mm I'm, I'm willing to hire that guy long-term because he has a semi proven track record of success. Whereas I hire the new guy and he's trash. Then it's like, okay, I'm going to have to ride this out because I've already hired him and I don't want to pay that unemployment, but you know, uh, I'm going to give him a chance, but, you know. So, I don't think that Baker is under as much pressure as Joe. I think that Joe has um, the entire franchise kind of resting on his shoulders. Everybody is looking to him, you know. And I think whereas – and correct me if I'm wrong, Gmo, you're from Cleveland. I think that that people in Cleveland are looking at Jarvis Landry as well as Baker. And they're looking at – Uh, Jack Conklin and they're looking at Austin Hoover and they're looking at Odell Beckham and they're looking at miles Garrett and they're looking, you know, it's not, not everything is on the shoulders of Baker Mayfield. Um, And and so, uh, you know, in my opinion, I think that Joe has a lot more pressure to perform at a much higher level uh, because they're expecting him to be Tom Brady. When Baker came into the league, Gmo said it. He remembered being in the bar and everybody like, no, I I remember that
1: too. Everybody
0: yep. already thought that Baker Mayfield was going to suck. Like, so anything he, he does now is – anything that he does where he's good, he surpassed expectations. Jimo, what do you think? Well, I was also
2: thinking about, like, the Cincinnati fan base and they have, like, a newer coach and whatnot. So, I mean, the pressure over there, I don't know. I think – I don't think it's going to be terribly great on Joe. But, I mean, he's got to succeed. Like, they have been losing as much as Cleveland, if not more, and just – Like, our expectations are that much higher because our team is that much better. But, like, that fan base is just as, you know, consistently losing. No offense an A fan base. But, like, they need a winner, and they want it like now. I mean, I've seen aggressive fans where I've been, you know, at the dog pound myself. And I'm just like, get these these guys away from me. These are grown men that act like savages out here. But (laughs) they they care about their football. So I don't know how long they're going to hold their tongues until, you know, like having like another two in you know fourteen season, yeah. So yeah. I always always think of that like their front office as well.
1: Yeah. And and I don't wanna you know, this this can be my last point, but just I, I think that those reasons that you were talking about specifically, Mitch, of like uh, you know, Clevelanders can look to Jarvis, Odell, Miles, all those guys. It's not on Baker. I to me that's that's where I disagree with you too, because um, well, I haven't really heard Gmo's stance. Exactly. He, he was on the <laughs> fence, but, uh, it, it's like, be, because he has all that talent around him that as a Browns fan, I'm thinking we got, we got to get some wins. We got to, I'm not saying Super Bowl or bust, but I'm saying we at least got to contend because if there's no contending this season, then yeah, I'm frustrated as Browns fan. And that falls on Baker because he's in charge of that offense. Um, And unless it's a defense that's, that's, you know, given up everything, which I don't foresee, then a lot of those issues will come offensively, similar to last year with the turnovers. And, um, and I, and that's a Baker problem. He's in, he's in charge of that. So, um, so we'll see, but it is, it is interesting, but you also got to think about uh, the Athens aspect too, of Joe, you know, he's, he's a, Three hours away from his hometown, he's going to have love local support and state statewide support down there, so i just I, I, think, I think there's more of an understanding of uh the Bengals are rebuilding right now. We don't expect playoff contention, but for the Browns it's the opposite. I view it as this is i don't know how, I, don't, I really don't know how you can add much more talent to this team, um, which the scary thing is they actually could. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'll,
2: I'll give a hard answer, to. I'll say Baker's got more pressure than, and just – because it's just like that. he has to perform now, and if he doesn't, I mean, we're, we're going to be looking elsewhere maybe in two years or something. Like, I think he still has time. Like, I don't know if it's like this season he's going to need. like, if he does really bad, I mean, obviously. But just, I don't know. We have, like, the assets and <laughs> a new yeah. coach, thank
1: the Lord, you know. But. So that pressure's going to be mounting. He'll feel it for sure. He'll definitely I think I think if the Browns don't get more than six wins, then... Ryan. And I'm going to ride the street myself. That's, yeah, that's generous. I think if they don't get more than six wins, I think Baker's job is in jeopardy for going sure. into year four. If they have the same talent, or if they have similar players on that team going into year four. And barring a massive rebuild, I think Baker's job's in jeopardy going into year. What,
2: what were the Vegas odds on our season last year? I mean, yeah, it was like the awesome.
1: fifth, it was like the fifth it awesome. best. It was like the fifth best. So freaking!
0: Oh my gosh! And there's so much money made there. We just we fully brown. So you think? Well, let me just clarify this. That's I just man. want to clarify this. Yeah. You think that with a new coach, a, a virtual off season. Uh, an influx of new players, where the team chemistry is not fantastic, um, and if Baker goes out there and has a subpar season, you think the Browns fans are not going to understand the severity yeah. and the and the uh, and the difficulty of the situation that the team was in this season. Yeah.
1: Say, saying that makes me think it's not so generous with six wins, but I still believe that that six wins. With all this, the guy's entering his third year and he has the chemistry with Jarvis. I mean, Austin Hooper is the most notable weapon, new, new weapon that he has. He's played with Nick Chubb two years now, entering his second year with Odell. Those that not having that chemistry, which we saw him and Odell not being on the same page at times last year, that's, that's part of what I see as the issue. That's, that's what needs to improve. So if that doesn't happen again, again that just shows me that's that's an issue, and so the, yeah, my magic number is six. If the Browns don't get six wins or more than six wins, I would say uh, I could see his job being in jeopardy. Because thinking about if, depending who's out there on the quarterback market, uh, this is a team that should be ready-made for quarterback to drop in and have some production. And if it's turnovers, then Find a quarterback, maybe a veteran quarterback like Nanny Dalton who's on a one-year deal or Matt Stafford. He'll come in and won't turn the ball over and just move the ball, you know. So I love Baker. I think he's the guy in Cleveland. But I'm just saying, doomsday scenario, I think six wins is, is what he needs to get to move in uh, firmly entrenched in the year four.
2: We get six wins again. I'm going on a rampage. Just letting See? you guys know. And See? I will be I will be justified in doing that. I will be yeah. legally allowed to go out and just, you know, raid
1: stores. And everybody would be justified because like I said, this is such a loaded team that and we've known the NFL how small the windows can be. Yeah. And just like to not capitalize on that and have it come down to turnovers or incompletions or, you know, just bad throws. Um You've you got to find a solution to that with a team this good.
2: First, you have know how weak yeah. our conference is, like, you know, besides the Ravens, obviously. Oh like, uh, you know No, dude. Really I
1: think, dude. I think
0: the NFC North is the best division in football. How? how? Are you serious? Dude. I, I, Bro, they've I, got the Steelers, and the Steelers have never had a, a losing season under Mike Tomlin. That's huge. Um, you have the Ravens, who are arguably the favorite to win the Super Bowl. You have the Browns, who are incredibly good on paper. And then <laughs> you have a new, probably the best QB prospect that we've seen uh, drafted since Andrew Luck over at, over at, at the Bengals. And uh, they have A.J. Green. They have Tyler Board, the emergence of, of two incredible wide receivers. Um, they have uh, T. Higgins. They drafted him. Joe Mixon. Is, is they've added some line depth. They've added an influx of defensive players. Uh, you know, so I don't think the Bengals are going to win two games this year. I think five is probably more what I, what I would predict. Um, but I think that's a good – I think combined, if you look at all of the Browns, you know, all of the FC North, I think they're going to they're gonna be a division with, you know, if not the most wins combined, uh, you know, second, I would say.
1: So. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's definitely, especially top heavy loaded division one through three. We'll still we'll we'll still see with the Bengals, but yeah, I think could be uh com- very competitive week in and week out. Um, especially if Joe's able to do some of that stuff we saw him do down LSU. Not not even just the numbers, but just evading and just the broken plays and being able to jump on that. So yeah,
0: improvise. Uh, yeah,
1: low little, little little improvising. So. Uh, speaking of improvising, um, we are coming up on an anniversary in July, but an anniversary that ESPN is uh, is doing a special on tonight uh, on June 28th, and this is the decision. What do you two remember about the decision uh, back in uh, back in 2010 with with uh, with Braun Braun there? What what do you guys remember about that?
2: Uh, I remember. Watching that, watching the replay in the morning, like on the news in the morning, and I was just so upset because I was going, going to school of all places, so I'm already pissed off. And then LeBron's sitting there like, yeah, I'm going to Miami. And just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. The whole school, dude, like people were burning jerseys like the day of, and it was just like Cleveland was like shook, like completely. I don't know, man. That yeah. was maybe a media fluke if I've ever
0: seen one. Yes. I think I remember um, just saying – and I'm a Cavs fan, you know, hardcore. And I remember saying, look, they're not giving him what he needs. Like, mm, this is a yeah. winning team. They're not giving him what he needs. And well, you said that a decade ago. Get out of here. Are you Come serious? On. Of course <laughs> I did. Dude. Well,
2: you were you were a sports whiz when you were, like, you know, 18. Get the heck out of here. Young, well, I was younger talking, than oh, that. You.
0: No. Listen, I was talking <laughs> with a bunch of my friends. You know, listen. and buying it. it, it. Everybody knows, bro, listen, Gmo, everybody knows, everybody knows that Jordan needed Pippen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you listen to Stephen A. talk at all during this time, which Stephen A. usually doesn't know anything, but he knows something, you know, currently, and he said that they weren't giving – so I listened to Stephen A. And that's what I thought. So I said, hey, go out and get yours, LeBron. You know, plus it's – you know, in my mind it was Cleveland. You know, (laughs) I'm like, it's Cleveland. They, They suck at everything.
1: Yeah, and it was really hard for me to, to, to come to <laughs> that. that point. hurt, didn't it? That hurt, didn't it? That I said that, bro. No,
2: no, no. It's, it's a good, that's a good defense. Like, we we were, like, one of the worst front offices for, like, his entire, you know, beginning of his rookie, you know, start. Like, just awesome. Yeah. Like, those teams he brought to the finals, if you look back at those, I mean, the team we're going to pick later is not going to have half of those guys. Oh, dude. for like, sure. We had Zeke like, Z was, like, one of the poster guys, and he's, like, a 70 on NBA 2K.
1: Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. But, but, yeah, so it took me a while to get to that point, Mitch. But for me, my initial reaction was that he was going to win a ship in Cleveland. Like, that's what he was set on, which he was. I just didn't know that at the time. So, when he left, that hurt. But um, some – so, uh, an update from the decision, from the airing, Well, wait, hold on. I want to clarify before we go any further that I was upset when
0: LeBron left. I was upset. I wasn't, you know, and this, I remember saying this to my friends. I'm not mad at LeBron for leaving. I'm mad at how he left. That's what I said. Yep. Yep. I remember that that's kind of how I felt. Like he should have just, like he didn't need it to be some huge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, tv production thing i'm the king i'm going to miami blah, blah 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 blah. i just you know we see it happen all the time people just say hey i'm signed you know we find out from adam Schefter that blah 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 signing with blah 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 and
1: yeah. that's the
0: way it is yeah, he so, can take Brian Windhorst awesome, right get him out, yeah. out of here yeah, yeah. yeah. The Brian for my career so, <laughs> so, so
1: <laughs> speaking of uh of how it was done so we an update came out this week that the decision was inspired by a mailbag uh a message that was sent to Bill Simmons who's uh uh he's a sports analyst sent to Bill Simmons and it was from a kid in Columbus who he was also a Detroit Pistons fan in Columbus so first uh first bad idea taking any advice from this guy right but uh so <laughs> a kid from Columbus wrote to Bill Simmons is suggesting this idea that he would make it a huge event because this was during the time, and it still is, you know, when college athletes are coming out and making their big announcements, that's what made this kid think it would be cool if LeBron did something like that, announced where he would go. And so they caught up with the kid, you know, a decade later now, he's older now, and uh, and he said he was really surprised that they took that idea and ran, ran with it bill simmons gave him credit for it but what surprised everybody was it seemed like this televised event made a whole lot more sense if he stayed in cleveland not so much if he yeah, went, yeah. if he left which is <laughs> which is what he did and so which i get you know like uh like you know this huge announcement all the all the attentions on you there hasn't been any uh Brian, Brian Winhorst actually said that he did tweet about he broke the story that LeBron was leaving but at that point nobody was on twitter checking social media like that yeah. um and and you know it'd be a great idea if he stayed in Cleveland not so much if he decided to leave man not so much if you have this whole audience for you uh, and also another thing. So this is this was a charity, and he raised like over two million dollars. I think I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Boys and Girls Club, maybe it was a youth organization. And again, something that they said that maybe they should have done is led off with that charity as opposed to everybody turn their TVs off as soon as LeBron leaves so uh so what do you yeah, guys I didn't think? Even know that wow yeah yeah so so what do you guys Any think about this got fired. this, this uh this idea just being proposed from a random kid in columbus and uh and them running away with it
0: uh, yeah. i think it was pretty cool you, you know the thing that i dislike i think um yeah like you said it, it made sense if he was going to stay in cleveland um, for him to leave, kind of just freaking uh, yeah. destroyed the hearts of of everyone, uh, every cast fan out there. And I think uh, he became, at that time, uh, he became a bad guy. Yep. I think a lot of people, and I and I think it was from people who loyalty from because you have Michael Jordan who had stayed with the Bulls. You had Kobe, You got Kobe at the time who stayed with the Lakers. You have um, you have uh, you have Allen Iverson, who was an incredible player who stayed with the with the Seventy Sixers. You had you know you had a, just a bunch of incredible players that they were fantastic and they stayed there. Even even Dwayne Wade at the time who stayed in Miami and yeah. uh, for him he was like one of the first profile guys to say. I'm out of my, I'm out of here. I want to go win a championship with with Miami, and uh, and so that was kind of salty to me, you know. Jima, uh, what do you think? Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because
2: you know how we give uh, we make fun of Draymond Green for when he went over and like whispered into Kevin Durant's ear. I feel like Dwayne Wade was the original person to do that. Where so he went to Miami from his old team, and then he went and started to really whisper in the bronze ear, Like, dude, you came over here, like. We, we, we would take over the world. You know what I mean? Like he, he literally like they invented like the shirt talk from that. Like they were the first people to do that. We were yeah. just putting their, their yeah. shirts over their mouth and just having like you know covert discussions. I mean, if you're like that person's agent, dude. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, we 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 rip on like modern day players for that, but like, that was where it was starting. Like, the decision happened in a lot of ways from Dwayne Wade and yeah. from those yeah. players.
1: Yeah, and it, and it had a huge effect on that because, I mean, this was the so. Two years prior to the decision, we had the first big three form with KG and Ray Allen and Paul Pierce in Boston. Uh, and then this was like a whole nother level between Wade, Bosh, and LeBron. And now, you know, a couple years later, Chris Paul tries to go to the Lakers and it gets denied.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And so, but now we see where we're at right now where the, if you're not a big three, if you're not a dynamic duo at the least, then you're not going to be contending, and and so for me, so I so when this news broke, at first I was like, "Love, you know, Cavs fans, heartbroken," and then it started turning. What Mitch talked about, like um, understanding, like the tough spot that he was in, and just kind of the role players. Like you said, look at that team; they took the finals in '07, where they got swept. You think about their uh, their. Uh, playoff round with the pistons where he scored the last 28. You yeah. shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, so <laughs> and sweet. so, so uh, awesome, it,
2: but so eye-opening.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was like it was awesome to watch. It's like insane, but at the same time you're like, you shouldn't have to be doing that. Yeah. Especially on the playoffs. And so for me, then that quickly turned into, okay, this is gonna be sweet. LeBron, D Wade, and Bosch all on the same team. They for bring sure. in Ray Allen. I'm a big, I'm a fan. Oh, the super teams. I enjoy watching these guys get together and uh, just like the amount of talent. When they're
2: reasonable, like you can't just throw yeah. AD in the mix there, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. still,
1: like, yeah. yeah, there, there are limits to Yeah, there are limits to it, but even with the Warriors, like I, you know, again, as a Cavs fan, I hated watching them lose them, except, except for uh, 2016, but at the same time, I, I respect their gameplay. I, I admire how much talent's on that team because that's not something that you're ever going to see again. Yeah. Now we've got to... you know, witnessed
2: that in our lives, man. That's yeah. Then,
1: solid. then you go to you go back a little bit when KD and Harden and Westbrook are on the same team, and all this was really started by. I kind of give the Heat the most credit because yeah. Austin, like the sensational level, like yeah.
2: the big thing in the Celtics, wasn't not nearly the same level as it was in Miami at all. During that, you could go back to, like, the big green, uh like, the old Celtics, like, with Larry Bird and stuff. And yeah, but
1: still, uh, like, I'm talking more like free agency decision. Like, guys yeah, wanting exactly. to meet up together. The Celtics, that was still Paul Pierce during that time coming in that year. He was still establishing himself. Uh, like, you know, people thought he was a good player, but that was, the Celtics hadn't really done much before then. And so... um and so yeah, so this really kickstarted that. And so, so what do you think? Are, are you a fan of fan of the big three? Fan of these super teams formed together right. now? Really quick
2: before we do that, I thought of a, I had a, a previous thought. So, you remember when he like LeBron like ripped off his jersey that one game? Like he didn't get in the locker room. And he just shredded off the Cavs jersey. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I think yeah. It was a very like infamous moment. Like people were like, oh gosh, is he like? Where's yeah. He do you think he made the decision right there, or do you think he waited until like he actually took the time in the summer to think it out, or like he was like, I'm done with this
1: team? That that's that's really interesting because we haven't really heard too much of his take on that. He wasn't even
2: out of the stadium. He was doing it on the walkout. Yeah. He had no jersey. I'm like, Come on.
1: Yeah. Uh, it it just sounds like the biggest thing was just teaming up with D Wade. You know, his relationship yeah. with D Wade. Um, and and with bosh so because i mean we've seen it ever ever since then really where lebron where where lebron is still trying to get with his buddies you know we had the we've had the rumors about carmelo and we had d wade (laughs) coming to cleveland and then now we get the ultimate reunion with jr smith and lebron hopefully coming into this uh Covid, Covid playoffs, which I like, which I like, <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, mm. so yeah, so so, do you, are you guys, do you guys like the big three super teams that are forming now, as an effect of the LeBron's decision? I think that uh, the ultimate thing,
0: okay, I think it's kind of like. Um, when you go out to the local uh, Taquerita and you get some enchiladas and uh, Uh, it's really good in the moment, but uh, long-term for your day, it's probably not the best thing. Uh, And so (laughs) I think that, um, I think that's how big threes are. I think um, it's really good for us to watch. It makes really good basketball. Um, it's very fun. It's very intense. But I think that, um, in the long run, I think that it's a, uh, I think it's not a great, it's not a great thing for basketball because it doesn't promote, uh, loyalty. Of course, I mean, the ultimate, uh, freedom is just to be able to pack up your bags and, and go live wherever you want. If you live in Cleveland and you're like, I don't want to live in Cleveland. I want to go live in South beach. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's huge. I think that's powerful. I think that that's probably the best thing for players. So for the player side, it's really good for the fan side. I think it's a little uh, depressing because you can have a fantastic team and then all of a sudden one of the guys say, yeah, I don't feel like playing here anymore. You know? And then they could just up and move to LA or, or I like that. And things can get
2: stale very quickly. Like you're, Tiquito or whatever you are talking about can get really stale by lunchtime when you have – like, again, I just go back to Golden State. Like, even though I'm from Cleveland, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, like, that extra addition of, you know, the, you know, Kevin Durant, the whole thing is just – I don't know. Because if, like if you're like a new fan in the NBA and you see, like, the whole Warriors talk like the last three years and then you see, oh, then it's the second best player in the world added to that team. Like, if you're a, if you're a new fan, how do you get excited about it? How, how does that actually attract – like, I don't know, how does it actually attract you to the game? It, it really, like, sickened me. I'm sorry, it's, like, a certain level. I mean, I know, like, there's been plenty of big threes, but just, yeah. I don't know. There's something there yeah. was something not correct with that. There was like, limits that were breached. Because, like, imagine, yeah. like, the next generation. Is, like, let's say Zion gets huge and is like, hey, I'm going to go to the big three that exists in his times. Because it's happened in my, you know, our forefathers did in the NBA. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's a bad
1: yeah, bad trend. I'd- yeah, and and that's cool. Yeah, that's why I wanted to hear you guys' take on it because I'm one that I I enjoy watching the big three, but I'm like I enjoy watching guys get get together who would not have been able to otherwise if if they had to if they had to commit to their teams. Um, but I, I think it makes for fun basketball. It makes for good upsets for the teams that are able to knock them out. Um, like I still wanted KD to come back to stay with Golden State because. Just for whoever it was that would finally take it to them, you know. Um, I think that makes upset so much better. But, um, but also, I just want to say we know about that Marietta taco scene from the from last time we're, the three of us were down there down there in Marietta. That wasn't yeah. too bad, right? We played some basketball the next day, didn't we? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, what what did that hat say that you bought down there, Mitch? What'd you say? What did the, you bought a hat down there when we when we got Mexican food? What was what did that hat say? You remember that, Gmo? Uh, it was like a blue hat, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, and it says
2: something like Preach for on
1: it, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that another time, but uh, I completely am forgetting. Am I missing this? No,
0: no, it was you, last you, we were all together
2: and down uh, eating tacos, or whatever, and you got a hat at like the gift shop or something, or something like that. And you, like you went to like a Oh, I'm it was not like it was like it's coming back to we,
1: me. We we went to a, a sports store, but it was like it was yeah. like a dollar. It was like a calves, two dollar hat. It was, kind
0: of it was a blue right? Cleveland Cavs hat. It, like, there the, we go. Okay.
1: There yeah, we yeah go. it was right. like powder oh, blue. blue. Yeah, yeah, it was so uh,
0: sweet, and it yeah. and it was like uh, it was like it's like a suede material. I still have
1: it. Okay, I wear we we old Cavs. Some
0: sweet jerseys in that.
1: crappy <laughs> run, man. They really did. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. Well, All right,
0: Chris, man, what's going on next? What else? What, yeah. what other story you got?
1: So, just one last NBA topic, if we haven't talked enough about. But just uh, NBA schedules were released for uh, the playoffs starting, um, or the extension of the season starting at the end of July, July thirtieth. And I think this is great news. It looks like a March Madness feel to it for the for the first round of games before the playoffs actually start. So between. July 30th, and August 15th. It will be up to nine games per day played as a reintroduction to basketball um, yeah. with some pretty good matchups. And then there's still a couple playing games for the final seeds in the East and West. But uh, I, I think that's going to be awesome seeing, seeing so many games played starting at, I think, starting at noon or 1 o'clock, going until 9.30 at night. Um, but but there's been a lot of a lot of people are discouraged about NBA, MLB, all these sports being able to finish their seasons or be able to yeah. start them again. And even the NFL with this week, with the announcement of its canceled Hall of Fame game, people are starting to doubt if the NFL will even be able to pick it back up or finish. So, so what do you guys think about? Are you guys still optimistic about sports taking place and seeing it all the way through?
2: I uh I really like it and it's it's a bold move because I don't know if you guys have seen but a lot of like uh, COVID cases are a little bit on the rise again during the summer here I don't wow. know if you guys have seen that so it's it's a bit of like a health thing you know I'm not like a health nut or anything but uh it's a it's a good move because you know a lot of, I work at Amazon and all I see are just replays of like old baseball games or old sports games like old highlights which are awesome but there's just like such like a it's missing. Like, that, that liveliness of just, like, like history being made now. And, like, yeah. everything else being on hold. It was just, like, so much, like, controversy now. Like, we need something new. Like, something fun. Like, the, I think the ratings should be, like, we'll be through the roof. Oh, like yeah. Views, like People are, like, so hungry for this stuff. Like, whoever does it first. Like, it's an excellent business decision for the NBA to capitalize on. Yeah. Uh, health-wise, though, I, I mean, we have, we have to see it. the COVID stuff. It doesn't like it to but that's just me.
1: Yeah, and it's it's tough. We've we've already had some NBA players decline to go the bubble in Orlando, uh, and then most notably, Malcolm Jenkins, the the Saints safety and NFL 12-year veteran Ohio State guy. He uh, uh, you said it's it's the Ohio the State. Ohio State guy. Mm-hmm. He um, he came out this week saying that he's not playing until the risk is completely eliminated, which I don't think this risk is going to be completely eliminated. It's
2: not. It's definitely not.
1: Yeah, and so I, you know, there's, I, there's been a growing, like discouraging feel that these sports might not be able to happen like we like we hope it would, and uh, Zeke Elliott, another The Ohio State guy was, uh, you know, this is a guy that had coronavirus and who's recovered from it, but who also said that you know, for him, going back to play isn't a big deal, but he noted all these guys like newborns, if they have kids, and if their parents are living with them and all these scenarios. So it's kind of, you know, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but um, it's definitely interesting to think about if these guys are going to be willing to play.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, this happens quite often in America. Um, this is something that is not like – it's not a a rare thing. Um, I think what's rare is our reaction to it. Uh, but you know, you guys remember H1N1 back in like 2009. You guys yeah. remember that? You know, it's still possible to catch H1N1, and that no vaccine can flu- fully eliminate it. <laughs> so, so there's present. still a significant chance that you can go out and catch H1N1. Actually, as a as a just a complete you know honesty moment they have tests um, and they have a flu test and you could have either flu A or flu B. And, uh, and one of those, I, I forget which one, I, it might be flu A, it might be, flu. I don't know. Um, but one of those is actually a one. And that's how widespread H one in one is now. Um, now it's just, we just call it the flu. It's, 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 it's normal to get it. So, um, so eliminating the risk is not a, uh, it's not, ever going to happen. And, and good luck, I mean, eliminating risk. There's always risk. There's risk involved with everything. Gmo, when you get in your car and you drive to Amazon, uh, you're, you're taking a risk. And, and the question is, is that risk worth uh, the pay that you make? And, and, you know, it's, honestly it might not be, but you have to do it, you know, because you need to eat and you need money and you need this yeah. and you need that and a third. And, um, and so you know, I guess people in the NFL and the NBA, they're extremely privileged, man. They don't have to go out like like me and work during the coronavirus. You know, I got to go into piece, people's houses and I live with my mother-in-law and my wife is pregnant and expecting. And so it's like, I understand, I hear it, I really do. But what I'm frustrated about, I think, is that you're never going to eliminate the risk. And, and you're really privileged to be able to just say, yeah, I'm not going to work because I don't have that option. You know, Chris, you don't have that option. GMO doesn't have that option. you got to go to work. That's it.
1: And that that, that does bring up a good point. Um, on Golik and Wingo throughout the week, they've kind of re- reiterated the point being that this could be easy for some of these more elite guys that have, that have really cashed in already. But Golic, as a former – NFL player really spoke to the fact that there's going to be a lot of guys that that are going to want to play and that are significantly relying on income to play. So it might be easier for a Zeke Elliott or Malcolm Jenkins, a guy that's been in NFL for 12 years, has made a solid buck to say, you know, I'm good. I can sit this one out. But Golik was talking about, you know, if he was playing, he his his wife would be telling them you better get back out there. You know, we, we got we gotta keep some income going. Because, um, I mean I, I think like when you think about yeah, these guys are making a lot of money, think about and this is without me knowing any of them, but just think I just imagine that their expenses are so much higher too, that some of these guys that are in the lower end of the teams that aren't making as much, they've got to keep up with those with those nicer houses and payments and all that stuff and so while we're talking about Malcolm Jenkins and Zeke and Avery Bradley guys that are you know have declined to participate i think there's also a strong uh, portion of guys that have to participate and who who need the who need their leagues to keep their income going and can't afford to take this season off yeah yeah
2: definitely Gmo, what do you think uh I was gonna ask, so do you have like are they just getting paid regularly for this NBA like playoff thing coming up? Like just going right back to their salary or is it like a cut pay? Like are they losing money this whole time they weren't playing?
1: Or what's that about no you know? no, so they it was salary cuts. I don't know all the details, but um they they it was salary cuts for NBA and they're and like the top ten, it's like the elite guys like LeBron, KD Steph they had already received their payment in full for the year and so net for their next set for next year's salary they're just going to take a cut on that and so they have been um, cutting pay but I haven't looked into the salaries for the resumption with the NBA schedule next month Uh, but I I would think that once that revenue starts coming back in from TV views that uh, that they'd be able to Still keep getting paid, so I don't know I the found exact it. details. Found it. Uh, okay,
2: so them missing, so they're missing like 25% of the season during all of this stuff, at least. And so they made a deal, uh, that let's see, based on how many games their teams have already played, if the games don't resume, they're able to take out like 23 to 25% of withhold their, like, the league's pay from the players, from certain players. Obviously, so it's not gonna be the big names, but. Them yeah. and the uh, NBPA, whatever that is. twenty percent uh, of the players' tax beginning on May fifteenth. That's when it started. So Yeah. Way long ago.
1: Yep. So just just some just some interesting notes there on, on this day of sports and um and yeah, if, and if we're gonna get volunteers to play these games, you need players. <laughs> you <laughs> you, you sign need me players. Up. let's go. So yeah, there might be some tryouts in a city near you, man. To get on out there, so uh, uh, you guys, you guys think about running back if the Cavs open? No, the Cavs won't be. Uh, yeah. If the Browns open tryouts, so the Indians open tryouts. Yeah. So, uh, all right, awesome. Well, you guys want to make this Cavs team?
0: Yes, let's do it. Let's get right into it. All right. Awesome. Um, so here's the rules. Um, one, they have to be a player between the year of 2000. Uh, and uh currently which is what J- June 28th of uh June 28th of of 2020. 2020 so um now uh I would rather take and and this is me um I would rather take continued greatness over um over a flash in the pan of greatness really good season yeah, yeah yes so if they have one good season and then they're terrible for the rest uh I, I don't really think I think that, that they can be considered, but I think I would rather take a player who has been consistently consistently good. Um okay. and uh you cannot put a player at a position that you um that they don't play. Yeah. So okay. and- you can't take you know, you, you can't take Colin Sexton and then and then put Kyrie Irving at the shooting guard. Kyrie doesn't play shooting guard; he's a point guard. So, yeah.
1: um, so I think that that's important. Question. And then I think the go ahead. Are we doing Are we doing all Cavs players during that time period? Or are we doing underrated? Are we leaving LeBron and Kyrie off? Or no, we do? can do any yeah, do players. Any, yeah. any players, and okay. it's the
0: thirteen. Not even underrated. Thirteen okay. best players awesome. that we would have on a team. So if we took. So like, that's the kind of the goal behind it okay, is to talk about cool. a team, talk about uh, who we would put together, and then um, awesome. Yeah, so it's kind of like an all-time team. You know how they do it with the NFL; yeah. they have like a an all-decade team or something yeah. like that, and they fit. That's kind of what I'm doing. Only it's going to span two decades.
1: So. Okay. And are we taking the Cavs players as they are? So like, if we said D Wade, it would be. 2017 D-Wade, not 2005 D-Wade? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. It
0: would be based on their
1: performance.
0: Um, it would be based on their performance for the Cavs. Yeah.
1: So, Anthony Bennett. Here we go. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Bennett, dude. He's making strides overseas, man. He'll well, have I, I, I can keep track of our numbers, let you guys know when we have our starting five and when we when we fill the bench. All right. Okay, so do we want to start – for,
0: for our starting five, I think we should start with point guard and work our way down to center. Yeah, all right. So, um, so I think we all have probably some pretty consistent – con- some, some consensus easy. about the point guard. Yeah. Uh, I think we would say Larry, Larry Hughes. <laughs> for, for your, just kidding! Just starter. kidding! Wait, he was a he was a small forward or shooting guard, wasn't he? I don't even know. I, was uh, he, 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 he I don't even guard. know
1: who he is. He was a guard. Larry Hughes went off. Well, Dude, he was a stud. For... That, that'll be that'll be an interesting yeah reserve spot because between him and yeah. Mo Williams, but we gotta get all right. So Kyrie, right. Kyrie. I God think Kyrie would side.
0: probably be our number one point guard. All right, he's solid. He's got skill. I don't like him personally, but yeah, you gotta work good. on his.
1: Yeah, he's like a little of bit of mentality. a weird dude. He's yeah. like a little bit of a yeah. weird, weird guy, but he plays Definitely. he plays ball well. So yeah, so I think
0: Kyrie is probably probably a consensus number one. Yep. Uh number two, I think here the number two I think we have a a harder spot interesting okay. yep. debate about. Um because my first thought was J.R. Smith. Um but there's some other interesting number twos out there that we've had in the past. Yeah. So, what do you what do you guys think? Well, we got a young
2: Deion Waiters in that spot. He was solid. He, I mean, he, he was like he could score. Know, yeah, score. So if we're looking at scores for the position. I'm I mean, assuming him and Jr are pretty pretty yeah. neck and neck. Uh, Larry Hughes is Larry Hughes. He's a small forward, right? Is that we're gonna call him? I mean, he was he was like the second man.
1: I, I felt like he was a guard, unless you're looking at research that shows him as a forward. But I would have I thought he was a guard. What I'm kind of thinking about at this number two spot is, uh, so we're going to have LeBron on here. We're going to have a center on here. I'm kind of wondering if maybe we should get some three-point shooting. He's all so three. Maybe...
2: He's all three. He was point okay. guard, forward and guard. Sorry.
1: So for me, I'm kind of thinking about maybe at the number two, go for a three-point shooter, go for a marksman, such as a Kyle Korver or a, to a less extent, a Booby Gibson, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a marksman there at that two spot. Because I don't know, just kind of looking at the rest of the lineup, where we're going to get that in the starting lineup. That's one of my initial thoughts. But I, I didn't um, even think of that. That's a good point. I, yeah. I mean, J, J, JR, the rest was, of, the rest JR was,
2: was so loaded.
1: Yeah, JR was wow. final season, though. All he was doing was shooting three. So I, do we want to go JR number, at, at the two? I don't know, after that last folly of his, <laughs> I, he, he might have been
2: slighted in my book. I, can, I like the Core effect too because he's a three and D guy. You know, what I mean, like you would
0: have. A yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, you know, just kind of looking at the. I don't even.
1: It's, it's yeah. we have a bench too. We have a
0: backup as well. Yeah, we mm-hmm. do have a backup. I would say Jr. I think Jr. is a good, 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 good spot for yeah. that because he can also play defense too. You know, like I thought he was decent at defense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that was his. It's favorite. not his
0: forte, but I thought he could play defense. Am I, am I wrong? You
1: a bottle of Hennessy. I know that, but I don't know about <laughs> am I wrong, Chris? Is is that fried to say that? Oh, I no, thought... I mean, he, he was he was a presence, but I think I would, for me, I would value more for his, his shooting. No, he like...
0: definitely can shoot. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that. But you can't like in that for, in that finals run, bro. Jr's defense
1: was incredible. Yeah, yeah. So I. Yeah, You don't I, agree, I, dude? You don't agree? No, no. <laughs> I, just, I just don't specifically remember watching a game like, all right, JR's like locking it up right now. But <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I just think he's that, at that number two spot. For me, I'm not really considering defense. I'm just primarily like get the three ball going. He needs a shooter. You, yeah. yeah. You want a
0: shooter. Yeah, that uh, final think... year.
1: that final year, I think he there was a stat, like midway through the season, he had only taken four shots inside a three-point arc. Like, that's all he was doing. That final year and Yeah, he
0: he's a good shooter, bro. He could yep. shoot.
1: Yep. We used so to keep awesome. him
0: our strap,
1: dude. <laughs> and we went
2: the more defensive side. We have Iman, you know, Shumper who was there before he was injured. I mean he dude, he was, was awesome. playing. He was blocking Shumper. he was blocking the best player down. I mean you don't know how big of a deal it is until like, you mean you do that in your own basketball court really.
0: But bro, he could not shoot. He could not score. To yeah, save my life, bro. I was gonna
1: say yeah. I'll take JR still for the scoring, and you will have defense on this list. So uh, have I'm you really seen those Iman Shumpert that. commercials,
2: man? Oh man, what is he doing
1: with all like the Old Spice commercials?
2: Oh, you guys gotta see them. I've rad- not
1: seen those. They're we'll rad have to check that out. All right, they're so, sweet, but they're like uh, okay. So the, the the small forward, the three spot. We're going LeBron here. I think you have oh, man, you got a lot of competition. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think you have to go, LeBron. I mean, I he was
1: really fighting for minutes out there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got some good old LBJ there. It'll be interesting who we put in there, you know, to back him up there. Um, all right, so four spot. you gotta four, go, K Love,
2: really. I think
1: you have to go, K
2: Love. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, Who
1: else are you gonna go? Are you gonna go
2: Anderson Bears now or something?
0: Yeah, yeah yeah that was gonna be the only one I could I could see would be Anderson Veriz out, but I mean he's not he's not as good as Kevin Love.
1: There's no there's no question. I you know, I, you know I, I like some JJ Hickson from Oh his, yeah. We only really have like two years though,
2: right? Was yeah, from the first Kyrie
1: year. Yeah, JJ Hickson was an athlete. Um yeah, I agree. It has to be Kevin Love, but I'm just kinda of throwing out some other guys could be that, backups. that were there, yeah, at the fourth spot. Um, I mean... Because Tristan's
2: hey, a center,
0: right?
1: Yeah. He's a yeah. center? Okay. Yeah, so, the center? The I think center. I'd have to go
0: Big Z with the center. Uh, well, think, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, yeah. We totally Drummond? About we just kind of a cop-out. I mean, we barely had him. Like, yeah, but go, still... We had him. Played, yeah, yeah. Played, so so, I guess he gets the bounce. position. Um, All right. So, so, it'll be interesting to see who gets that backup spot, though, because we have Z and we also have... uh we also have Tristan Thompson, so that'll be great. Really-
1: and, and you have to remember, we also have uh, have Ben Wallace. Oh, and Shaq. Right. And Shaq. Yep. And Anderson there. Yeah, but we, we had both of those guys. The yeah, they're on their decline, oh, cool. but I remember the dude, Ben Wallace was a beast. I remember the sports Illustrated yeah. where he was on the cover. Dude, biceps are looking like and my fridge. Yeah,
0: he had that. Big afro, yeah, yeah afro. Yeah, yeah his yes. his yes. arms
1: were looking like my fridge out there, dude. dude. That he, guy he, is of All huge. schools, try steel. Dude, you try dude. What? I was huge. All right, so here's our star in five: Kyrie, Jr., LeBron, yeah. K Love, and Drummond. Uh, I think that's a beastly lineup, and I think that shows that, uh, yeah, things changed once LeBron got there, and when LeBron was there, yeah. As when he wasn't. All right, so six-man. Who are we going here? This will be the harder one, dude. This will be I, the I, harder I fix. I kind of like that's Mo like Williams. It. I'm looking for some Mo Williams as a six-man coming in, running the one or two. Uh, you know, you, you'd be taking JR out first, a, a floor general, and, and the guy that's had that chemistry with LeBron, he, uh, he went to, um, I believe he was, he was on the Lakers two years ago. Yeah. Dude, I might get some flack actually, for this. Actually, Mobile is back for the championship run. But yeah, All right. I'm going to say it,
0: dude. I think one of the best guys that the cast have ever had coming off the bench, and you guys are going to laugh at this. I think I like Jeff Green coming off the bench, dude. That dude was a beast. Oh, and not man. bad. That's um, not bad. You don't think
1: – I'm saying, like, he off the sweet. bench, he was, he was that dude could get you points. Boston, he was clutch, too. I remember they'd be down, right? especially in that first-round series against the Pacers, LeBron's last year, where they went seven. Well, Jeff I think you know, know my favorite pick was that one. Holy Je- crap.
2: Jeff, Jeff Green your was, sixth man. Jeff Green's like a 65.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't put him at sixth man, but I'd definitely put him on the reserve. Yeah. Um, what do like you think – what, what do you think for sixth man, Jimo? So, so, Tristan's not like
2: a six-man kind of guy, right?
1: You're not going to have, like, the, the center coming off the no, bench. this is your first anything. guy off the bench, yeah. I'm not even yeah, cool, but Jordan I Clarkson. I like Jordan. Oh. I thought about him. Dude, what? You're
0: fried, dude. Dele. Jordan Clarkson was hard. Dude, he went hard. Dele. Dele. Dude, what team is he on Dele. now? Okay, Deli? Not Dele at, at the six, man. Deli, not at Dele not at six, man.
1: No way. Deli at the six, he's locking up whoever he's guarding. He's an energy guy. And that's a that's a good transition. The one thing is I assume you're taking JR out first and you're subbing him in, and that's a little bit of a drop off with the scoring between he and Delhi. But Delhi's a hustle guy at the two spot. One or what about two? Kyle Corver? What about I like Sexton? That. I like that. What about Sexton? Sexton, that could be a good one. Yeah. Osman, he's good. I think my uh, vote's I calling think- Sexton at the six. Really? Colin Sexton at the six? It's either, it's either him or Mo, Mo, or Mo Williams for me. I'm just looking for a guard that can come in, keep it running, and offer not, not, not have the scoring drop, that can keep the scoring consistent.
0: So you don't think Kyle Corver could do that?
1: I, I think he can, but I think Sexton does that at a higher level. Damn. He, Gmo, Colin Sexton, you think? No,
2: I think I'm going to go Larry Hughes on this
1: one. Larry
2: Hughes. I like play that. Any of those, he, can, he played any of those three positions, right? Yeah. He averaged, so in Cleveland his first year, he was 15 and a half points, uh, five rebounds, four assists. Yep.
1: Dude, how I, nasty is that? My, yep.
2: He averaged 15, and he, he went down a little bit. But I'll, I'll mean to you. 14. Sorry, and then he had like four rebounds, four assists. I mean, that's like it's so solid.
1: I'll, I'll meet you in the middle. I'll I'll meet you at a uh, Larry Hughes with you, Gmo. Yeah. So majority yeah, vote. Tough. Majority vote the sixth man. Larry Hughes, then Larry You don't, you don't remember? You don't remember Larry Hughes, Mitch? No. Yeah, I
0: do. I remember him playing, but I, the joke was kind of that he was a no-name. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. He really so Larry man, Hughes he was is fine. I, I, think I would have preferred Colin Sexton over Larry Hughes, but um, oh, so. I, think you're, I think that's a good good choice.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean,
0: I, I will, I will yeah, say
1: sorry. Larry Hughes is a little more consistent than Sexton, which Sexton is only in his second year. So that's yeah. Bert, I had that do on my fantasy team.
0: Oh my gosh, you cannot team. get more consistent yeah. than Colin Sexton, bro. He's there every game. He doesn't he, miss he, a game. He,
1: yeah, he's there every game. I mean in terms of efficiency and he's gonna get you twenty he's gonna get you He, he 18, averaged 20, twenty. He averaged twenty, yeah three a night. And hustle and hustle is a guarantee with Colin Sexton. Right. But just like what G most Larry Hughes Dude, did all the, at three pick. positions.
2: I'll take him as a seven, pick him as a backup, guard or something.
1: Yeah, we're at seven. Like I would I would pick him right I'd pick him right right
2: afterwards. No, Sexton.
1: What do you think? Well I, I like Sexton and team, but I don't want us to get to the end of this and realize that we're missing somebody. I mean, Larry Hughes can play all three positions, like you said, point. Right, right. So, let's – uh I'm in for for win on Colin Sexton to make sure we get depth everywhere else. Yeah, that's fair. He's, he's
0: new and we could have some recency bias as well. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it is kind of like a what have you done for me lately kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed. So, okay. So, what are we thinking about? Um, I, I would say that the seven guy probably needs to be a four or a three. Um, but that's me. Because, yeah. like,
2: remember they had Larry Hughes coming in as a two in the three slot. Like LeBron would come out whenever he came out, and Larry Hughes would take his spot, or and they had like <laughs> Seth below to take a spot or something like this. I'm crazy. Okay, so, so maybe like a, a four to... or five, maybe a fill in instead. Because we have
1: so and four, we have no free throw shooting, uh, by
2: the way. I think
1: yeah. <laughs> I I think, th- think we go five here between I mean we have some good centers to choose from. Uh T T, big is that uh yeah, I I'm going Z, man. I'm going Z at the seventh spot. He was consistently good.
0: Uh, yeah. And I think that's what I liked about him. Um he was reliable. Yeah. Um, he could play defense. Uh, he was a – but I also like that
1: Shaq pick too, though. <laughs> oh, was, get, uh, Big Diesel, man.
2: Yeah, I'm saying I bought one of the Shaq Diesel shirts, and I can't say that because he was just like 35 or something at that
0: time. Yeah. Yeah, but or the thing is, though – but the thing is, though, like, you got to think, is Big Z really better than a 35-year-old Shaq? I don't think either one of them is better than uh, – Tristan Thompson, you gotta pick Tristan, dude.
2: Like, he's like an engine that comes out the bench because he's like a hustle guy for rebounds. Because LeBron dude, really doesn't do like rebounds as much. Like, he doesn't hustle terribly for them. You know what I mean? That's why we had Tristan in the first place.
0: You yeah, Tristan's definitely about. gonna get you more offensive possessions. Yeah. Uh, and more offensive like, rebounds. How nice is that, like, in the senior backup squad? You know and, he can, like, and his arms, like, just his body type and his yeah. frame. He's got, like, seven – he's got, like, a eight-foot wingspan. And like, jeez. Yeah,
2: he just has so much energy. Like, you could just throw that guy in. Put him on one of the other team's better players and yeah. just have him up. Uh, he might get school a couple of times. and You don't want him on the free throw line, obviously, but but I, I always thought he was – he was solid. He's not worth the money he's paid, but he's, if you get him at a good, you know, price, he's worth it. So yeah,
0: so I think I, the problem with TT is that if you put him on somebody – uh, like Dirk or somebody like a five, can three, like Anthony yeah. Davis. Yeah. I think that he is gonna, I think we're going to really, he would really struggle with that because he struggles to guard consistently at like the line, like the three point line mm-hmm. on the perimeter. Um, but inside he's, he's a presence. Uh, I mean, I think, Tt's a pretty good pick. I, I think when it comes as far as calf centers, I think he's about as athletic as it gets. Yeah. Um, I, I can't see – I can't really see a different – Like, he might get burned, but you can rely on him for sure.
2: Like, he's definitely not a guy you're putting in, you're like, crap, wise, give up, you know, like, like, 10 points. But, like, he, his hustle is on the rebounds and stuff. That's why. That's what you want out of a guy. Yeah. A backup a power forward or a center. That's what you need. Because that's a game like, changer. Make those
0: possessions so your team
2: isn't as tired.
0: Well, that's Lob City too. I mean, yeah. Kyrie and Tristan Thompson. That's that's Lob City. Larry yeah. Houston and Tristan. Yeah, I put the that the chemistry they
2: already had with that team. And those guys already worked together so well. Yeah.
0: So,
1: so I, I think hoop-
2: you're
0: happy. I think TT at seven.
1: TT at seven. Think? All right. I was I was going to put out a Shaq and Big Z comparison. Shaq's one year at Cleveland. He averaged twelve and six. Big Z for his career. All with Cleveland except one year in Miami. He averaged 13 and 7. <laughs> so you're not wow. you're not really missing too much of a drop off in Shaq's one year. But I, I like Z like as
0: like a 10th or 12th pick there,
1: yeah. like later on.
0: Yeah, but All I right. think TT is probably better than both of them for sure. Uh, just because of those rebounds, he's They're like a 10 competing. and 10 guy. You know what I mean? and blocks like he gets blocks and
1: yeah tt's ability on the o boards also you know just to keep possessions alive second chance points uh all right so we're at the eighth eighth spot i'm going with a three-point shooter here and um for me it's corver um me too with some maybe some recognition for i don't even know who else maybe uh booby, booby, <laughs> <laughs> or Mo Williams was a pretty official. Yeah. I mean Mo was player. solid. Like, so. I like I like Mo deep in there. But but yeah. I think I think I gotta go Corver. That's my pick there.
0: Uh yeah, he's a shooter. Um, he's obviously a situational player. Um, you wouldn't just kind of, yeah. You know, I don't know if I would go with him at seven, but I think he definitely deserves eight, eight. to be on the roster. Um, so if you want to take him at seven, I think that's fine, because right now, I mean, it doesn't really matter where they're positioned on the bench, I
1: just think we need to have some consistency. Yeah. Um, and, th- and this and this is the consensus. eighth spot, and I do like what Gmo said about free throw shooting, too. Um, yeah, that's
2: where we're lacking hard now. So
1: right now, our bench reads Larry Hughes, TT, and are we going Corver. Corver. yeah. All right. So now, you think Corver
0: uh, over Delhi?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. Way yes. more of a consistent shooter.
1: Especially when your three guards as of now are Kyrie, Jr. and Larry Hughes. I'm going Corver over Delhi. Yeah, Delhi's about out of the picture. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. So, so now we're at the ninth. He's nine... the hype
2: man, the 14th guy <laughs> off the side of the
1: bench.
2: He's yeah.
1: right. <laughs> so now we're at the ninth spot. Do we? We looking for a, a backup to LeBron? Or uh, he doesn't get a backup.
0: <laughs> yeah, he I think think like, he's like a true a, backup in a way, What are you saying? Yeah, I think you have to have a backup to LeBron. I, I don't think you could just march yeah. Larry Hughes out there at small forward and shooting guard yeah. as yeah. a backup. I think um, to rely on him and then, you know, to have him relieve LeBron and relieve, you know, I don't know. I think yeah. I would he, go – He was 6'5", 180, by the way, Larry Hughes. So, wow, um, that's pretty big.
2: Dude, six, uh, six five, 180, and he's four average 14, four, and three. So he could, you could fill any of those
1: spots. So if we have like a, a true LeBron backup, Like, who would that even be? Does that, does the Cavs even have that really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, man. I mean, I can't. So I think there's I you know renewable. Know oh, you know
0: I what? Friday, gosh, you could go with, um, One name that kind of sticks out to me uh, is, like, a – would be, like, this is tough.
1: Because – I mean, Delonte West?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you have – Too soon, man, too soon. (laughs) If you think that uh, you'd have to go – I think you would have to go with, like (sighs) – Almost like an Antoine Jameson, or like Yes. A,
1: um, or – Luol Dang.
0: Yeah, Channing yeah. – like Channing Frye even. I mean, he's not like a – he's not going to come in and dunk on you and be as explosive, but Channing Frye can shoot. You know, actually at this point, then I would take your green pick,
1: honestly. Oh, yeah, Jeff Green. I don't know. I kind of – I kind of like Jamison over – that's a great pick, Antoine Jamison. Antoine Jameson
0: was nice, dude.
1: Yeah. He was okay, nice. Sure.
0: He could play. And Luol Deng could play.
1: Yeah. For sure. Lu- Both of yeah. them could play. That year with Cleveland, Luol Deng averaged 14, 14-5, uh, and, uh, and just over two assists. He was getting it done. Uh, I mean, grand was up Antoine only Jameson, going across 40 games. I can tell you Jameson here in a second. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm looking at I forgot about Antoine Jamison, man. I that guy that guy was playing well. And this was all during uh after LeBron left. After he left the first time.
0: And, and you know Wells has some potential for a pick here would be
1: Oh, I I've got to go uh, Antoine Jamison. Fifteen, eighteen, and seventeen was three years in Cleveland.
2: But that was without Le- LeBron just left, right?
1: Yeah, he went uh, seven, six, and six on rebounds per game. Now, he's kind of more traditionally the power forward, but he has earlier in his career he playing the small. He yeah. could
0: do both probably. Yeah. But, Another yeah. person for consideration I would say would be uh, Richard Jefferson. He could get up. He could dunk, dude. That dude yep. could dunk. But and, you're getting and- Antoine younger
2: than Jefferson for sure.
0: Actually, yeah, I'm I think too, Actually, I pretty think good. Antoine Jameson would be good. I think we'll yeah, do
1: Anthony I again. I agree with Antoine Jameson. Okay, yeah. good consensus. I didn't, I didn't know he was this solid. Actually, wow, he was, and Dude, it, well, He was
2: good, bro. There he wasn't was too good. much
1: news coming out then, yeah, because like I said, that was after LeBron, and uh, that's when the Cavs set Well, Actually, the he was thirty-three, streak.
2: thirty-four, thirty-five on the Cavs, so he was also kind of he was getting there yeah. too.
1: But he still has some
2: nice numbers here.
1: Yeah, his last year, I mean, for a. Mid mid thirty year old player. He played sixty five games. So, on a struggling team. Uh, all right. So now we've got four sport four spots left. We're at our tenth spot. Uh, who are some guys that absolutely need to be on this team that we haven't put on yet? I would say um, Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance. I was thinking about Larry it. Larry Would you rather have Larry Nance or Big Ben? Big Ben Wallace. Yeah, he was only at the Cavs for
0: one year, right?
1: Um. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. Uh, he was with the Cavs two years. Two years. Um, in his two years, he uh, he averaged. I think Larry Nance
0: is good because he could play center and power forward, and you could even put him in a small forward if you needed him.
1: Yeah, I I, I like Larry Nance. I've I've, I've always been a fan of him.
0: Well,
2: also, we just got a power forward and a small forward, too, so we're good in those positions for now. Yeah, you're playing Like a true center, or we need a – we never need a small forward again. We need another one of those. Well, actually, we have Larry Hughes to cover that, but – Yeah. Like a point guard, too. We don't have that yet, really.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll take uh Ben Wallace got the uh he got the rebounds in his time in Cleveland, averaged ten and nine in two seasons, but only averaged five and four, which he wasn't much of a scorer overall in his career. Yeah. Um so I guess you're kinda of debating if I, I I like Larry Nance there. He 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 can get done across uh both both levels there, rebounds and points. Well, at this point,
2: so one of the best things about Maybe you have, like, a really nice bunch of, like, offensive players. You have one person that you can rely defensively. So, someone that's, like, like, like a Ben Wallace, like a a shot blocker. Like, someone you can rely on behind you that will cover those, you know, like, tough shots from the other team's best shooter. Like, someone that can reach up, like, swat, or just, like, have really good defensive rim pressure.
1: So, why not just go with
2: Shaq? You could go with Shaq in the spot. You definitely could go with Shaq in the spot. That's what I'm you saying.
0: Like,
1: I would take Shaq someone... over Ben Wallace. That'll Instead us... of
2: going for someone with multi-positions at this point, you go for the hard position.
1: Yeah. So someone right. that,
2: like, is an anchor.
1: I'm cool with that. They'll give us three centers, though. So let's cap the centers here with Shaq at the 10. Who are Shaq who's the other two?
0: Jordan, Tristan, and... Uh... We got
1: TT and Drummond.
0: Okay. That's good. I mean, and Shaq's old. That's pretty like, <laughs> Shaq's old, but, like, any any center you bring in is going to be huge, massive, get rebounds, and blocky. Yeah. Like, And
1: Shaq could play the least out of that, but
2: you would get, like, good
0: 20, 18 minutes on that guy.
2: Every yeah. yeah,
1: and he can still get rebounds, you know. Yeah. Also, for
2: the uh, you can market the hell out of that, too. Yeah. yeah. Can't forget that. All Shaq's right. back, baby. All
1: right, 11. <laughs> yeah, we got three more spots left.
2: Nice. I like that. I like that a lot.
1: Okay. Uh, who, who's like a versatile do-it-all player maybe? So he said we want a backup point guard. He I, like Mo, yeah. I, I like Mo Williams. Yeah, that backup Mo's
2: guy. definitely up there.
0: You think Mo over Colin Sexton? Oh, no, Colin Sexton. We haven't put him yet. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. I'll take Colin Sexton. Yeah. I mean, that's Mo. our
0: backup point guard. I mean...
1: Yeah, I love Mo sure. Williams. Colin Sexton doesn't really
2: get a though, though, really, he?
1: I, I, I love Mo Williams and... Uh, I'm sorry,
2: Mo, what'd you say? Jimo, what'd you say? Oh, I said Colin. Colin really doesn't get assists much, right? Like, how, like if you look at like our backup—that's like our, our uh, that's the, solid scoring
0: roster.
1: I mean, if we that's what's a little inconsistent with Colin is the assist. Yeah. That's come on, speaking to well, why all,
0: not just take look at Mo Williams' number really fast? I mean, why not just take Mo Williams and Colin Sexton? You got two more spots. We could. Yeah. Where are we at? Ten of thirteen. Eleven. We got three spots. Because you could put Mo Williams at shooting guard. You could put Mo Williams at point guard. You could put Colin Sexton at shooting guard. You could put Colin Sexton at point guard. Let's
1: throw him back. Let's throw those two on. And Larry Hughes is kind of utility guy. Rotates between the one through three. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll go Sexton and Mo Williams because Mo Williams and LeBron, they, they yeah, they have the chemistry. They have history. He didn't bang his wife or his mom. Yeah, yeah. That's always good. All right, well, we so got we, one more left, right? We got our 13 spot. Yep, lucky 13. Who's this going to be? So we so where we were we lacking at this point? Like where are we? All right, so LeBron? we've got so here's our bench. I'll just go through it all. We That'd got fair, Kyrie, Jr., LeBron, K Love, AD, uh, Larry Hughes, TT, uh, Antoine Jameson. Uh, we just added Sexton and. Um, mo Williams.
0: Okay. So we got one more,
1: and then
2: oh, our small forward or our shooting guard spot. Well, is, we, uh, we
1: also added Corver. Oh, okay, okay. And then who did we? So go? I think right
0: now what so we, we do pretty is, good.
1: I think right now what we do is we add a. Uh,
0: I think we add a guy that's like a, um, another utility guy. Yeah. That's like a four. A five, a, like a four or three kind of guy. You can play either one. Yeah, Nance. Nance maybe.
2: To me, what reminds you of that is so one of the best things to have on like an all-star team is a shutdown, just a shutdown player. Because you never want you never want to have like your best player on the other team's best player for the entire game. You want to have him be able to rotate, so he's not wasting his energy on the defensive end. So I always think of like Shumper, like when he was not injured, like he locked down players consistently. Or he just got into people's heads, like, on Golden State or something. Like, you could just throw something. Like, he can get a couple, like, knockdown threes when he was open. Yeah. But he would shut down, like, other teams, like, best shooting guards or other two guards, you know what I mean? Because you didn't have to waste Kyrie's energy. You didn't have to waste LeBron James' energy. You can do that. Like, yeah. he's locked
0: down.
1: I like that. Uh, we also I have, feel like that
0: would put us kind of guard-heavy, though.
1: We also we also I trying to have, feel trying
0: like that three to four spot.
2: I mean, he has We also have
1: uh, Drew Gooden. Who's nice? He's got. he, he averaged nice. a double double in
2: all four seasons.
1: Yeah, if we're looking for a four, that's the definition of a four. Right. We we got a we got Deli out there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we got we still have Luol Dang, which. Um, yeah, yeah, and Jeff Green too. He's, he's definitely. Ooh, I might go Jeff Green. That's a nice. He's, played, he's so We need. The, the, we
2: need a three or four at the most because we have a bunch of one and twos. And we have a ton
1: of centers. Yeah, he so can play both like of those. He could play the three or four. Yeah, I think we go
0: Jeff Green. Could do like an honorable mention? To it him. was like a one-time thing, but I think it would be Jeff Green for sure.
1: How did, he, awesome. how did he do on the
0: Cavs, though? Wasn't he? Like, he was great before the Cavs, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he he's, he's been a solid player. Yeah, he's been okay. He's still around too, with the Rockets. All right, cool. So there, there's our uh, our all-time well, twenty. 2005 and on Cleveland Cavaliers hold on, hold team
2: on, Hold on Hold on This is the last spot You gotta fight for this all right? No that was the last huh? I know So that's what I'm saying I'm trying to contend it. You gotta,
1: you oh, gotta, gotta figure out Hey guys
0: I love this chap I've got church I've got to go So uh, Chris I am trusting I'm entrusting You and Gmo To wrap this <laughs> up all right? Hi bro. Hey, All right, man. Hey guys, I'll see you uh, next week. So yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Continue it though. Continue it though. I like it. I'm gonna be listening. All right, All right. you got it. All right, guys.
2: All right. Wait. Um,
0: so so, ten,
2: so 10.8 points, Chris. and Three rebounds in the one season with with Jeff Green. 10, ten and three. Yeah, and but he had 47% field goal for shooting. He did uh,
1: play 78 games though. Yeah, I just think about just his clutch factor. Cause I remember in the playoffs, he he came up he came up big, and he was especially in the finals. I mean, they they lost, but he was still good good for a three ball during the finals. Um, yeah. But, I mean, again, who are you really going to that's going to be better between that can do a three and four, you know? Wow.
2: Well, and he went he went in the open heart surgery during yep. that
1: season. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Nuts. Dude's wow. insane. So, I, you know, any any last chance for the 13? Any uh last calls? I I like it. I mean, he's solid enough. So he can fill the 3 and the
2: 4 spot. Why not? I guess.
1: Okay. Just per- right. permit Mitch's stake. <laughs> All right, well, uh you have to uh we might have to run this back again sometime. Um Cool. So I think this is pretty close to wrapping up our show, guys. Uh, so we're Just gonna recap, it. recap one more time, the team. Oh, Wait, recap uh, it, recap. Yep. Yeah. So we've got starting five, Kyrie, JR, LeBron, K Love, Andre Drummond. And then mm-hmm. coming off the bench, your sixth man is Larry Hughes. And then the rest of your bench is Tristan Thompson, Kyle Corver, Antoine Jameson, Shaq. Colin Sexton, uh, Jeff Green, and Mo Williams. That's good.
2: It's it really pretty good. It's a hard thing to
1: beat. You got three centers. Mm. Your big men are taken care of between those three. And then mm-hmm. everyone else is kind of, we got versatile players between Larry Hughes and Jeff Green, even Korver, even if you went with them between the two or the three. Uh, yeah.
2: You are plenty of small options to play against small balls. So those yeah. three centers aren't really hurting us. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can match up with a lot of different teams.
1: Yeah. I think that's a solid Looks team. Good. Awesome. So uh, so we're going to wrap up this uh, week's episode, this Sunday special with a who's fried. Uh, Gmo, do you have, do you have any, any uh, who's fried? It can be within sports or outside of sports.
2: You know, I'm going to let you take this first one. I'm trying to
1: get you know <laughs> inducted into Fried Nation. You got one on the tip of your tongue? That's okay. That's okay. Uh, so yeah. So for me, it's non-sports related. Uh, I think sports related's really tough to for me. I haven't really seen too much of Fried news. I mean, I can't really hold anything against somebody that doesn't want to play because of health concerns. Uh. And I can't blame anybody that does want to play uh, to get paid. So um, so my Who's Fried is um, unavailable on demand for free on the Xbox app for free is the movie Just Mercy. And that is a strong recommendation. So if you have either of those two things, if you have any streaming platform or cable, and you do not watch Just Mercy, then you are fried. It is a fantastic movie. Wow. Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, very enlightening, and the story only takes place like 1990s, late 80s. It's a it's a crazy story, but also consider that it didn't happen too long ago. So that is my who's fried. Anybody that does not take the opportunity to watch Just Mercy. What about you, Gmo?
2: I gotta say, uh. So we were talking about a lot of guys who were stepping out of the seasons. You know, what I mean, like not gonna yeah. play, and I understand that. Like COVID, you know, has really changed a lot of things. But uh, I remember just reading this thing with Avery Bradley. Just uh, he's he's got a lot of stuff going on with his family or whatever, and whatnot. But it's just um, let's see, or maybe I'm misreading this. I don't even know. All right, never mind. I'll change. I'll change. I want to say Mitch because when he said dude, when he said the sixth man, Jeffrey. I mean, come on. Oh yeah. Dude. Dude, I was, you know, I was a little heated over here, bro. I was, I was a little, I was a little. Teeming. That's the cheap one next. Next time we do, it, if I come here again, dude, I will get a good fry. Right, but there, that's for now. The booth is a little fried. I'll say oh,
1: that. calling out the booth. hit well, the leather in the booth and the rest of that. Oh are man. Foods, man. Well, that's uh, you know, now you had that against Mitch because we were holding your Baker comment against you for the longest. So. <laughs> Ever I'm since your it's, existence. You know, Ever since the existence of this show. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, Always subscribe, share, and enjoy. And we'll see you all next time.